Hey parents, summer is the perfect time to empower your teen around social media. Registration is now open for my six-week program, Connected and in Control for Teens. I'm teaching teens how to navigate social media in the healthiest and happiest way possible. Just go to the show notes for the link to register. And if you guys have any questions, parents, please email me. My email is in the show notes also. Hello and welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy, and today's episode is a conversation with my teen friend, Anna. Hey, you guys, welcome to the podcast today. I have a special guest on the podcast and her name is Anna. She's a 15 year old and she has come on the podcast to give us her perspective on social media and dreams and I'm so excited that she's here today just because she can offer her perspective on those things as a teen, instead of you guys like hearing from parents and teachers all the time, like, Hey, get off your phones. You guys are on your phones all the time. And so I think it's really cool that she's here today to tell us about how she does social media and how she is growing her business. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, sure. So as you said, I'm 15. I'm a teen business owner. So I started my handmade greeting card shop back in 2018 when I was 12 years old. And then since then, I've done a couple other projects. I'm working on a TED Talk right now and also just working with the teen business owner community at Soaring Together. And we do online events, just providing resources in a community for teen business owners to know each other better. Okay. Awesome. And okay. So I didn't mention this. You are doing a Ted talk in April, April 30th. Yes. April 30th. Okay. So when you do do that Ted talk, send me the link and I'll go back and put it in the show notes so people can listen to your Ted talk. Okay. All right. Sounds good. That's exciting that that's coming up. Okay. So now that I've interrupted your flow, (laughs) were you done introducing yourself? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I got on social media. I use Instagram mostly a little bit later than most of my friends. I think it was like eighth grade. But other than that, I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty normal-ish teen. So, (laughs) okay. You're a a normal 15-year-old girl living in the United States. (laughs) Yes. What would you say are some struggles that you have as a a 15-year-old teenage girl? Um, I think school, it's a lot of things stem from school and like one of them could be, maybe you don't know what to, maybe you're struggling with homework or you're struggling with time management, but more on the social media side, I feel like it can be hard that to feel maybe left out if you're not on your phones all the time. Um, or maybe you feel like you are always missing out on things cause you're on your phone. For me, I think it's just like balancing everything that I'm doing and knowing like, okay, I don't want to be scrolling reels for two hours because then I don't get my homework done. So just kind of like everything that's going on in my life. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Maybe if you're doing like sports or you're into drama or playing an an instrument, that there's a lot of things going on that you need to balance. How do you balance that with social media being the platform where so many teens do connect? How do you balance that with still trying to do the things that 
not only you want to do, but the things that you're supposed to do, you guys, there's some things that you're supposed to be doing as teens, right? You're supposed to be getting your homework done and you're supposed to be doing your chores. Like those things are expected of you living in a home and going to school. So I'll let you answer that question. I feel like it's really about the people you surround yourself with. So like if I'm eating lunch with a group of people and they're all on their phones, I'm going to feel pressure like, oh, I'm going to go on my phone and do whatever. But if I'm eating lunch or talking with a group of people who are actually engaging in a conversation, then I'm not going to be like, oh, I need to go and check my phone. So I think it's really a lot about the situations you put yourself in and how you handle that. So my son will say this to me all the time. He's like, mom, I was trying to talk to them and they all had their phones out and nobody would talk to me. How do you handle that as a teen? I think that's really hard. And it's definitely something where like, maybe they are doing, maybe they're texting their mom or maybe they need to finish up a conversation. So I think always being respectful, like you don't know what they're doing on their phone. And it might be something that's really important and not just taking it as like, anytime someone pulls out their phone, they're being disrespectful to me. And what I'm trying to say, but I think it goes back to the type, the type of people that you surround yourself with. So maybe if you have one friend group, that's always on their phones, you could try to plan things that aren't centered around devices. So maybe it's like, let's go to this amusement park or let's go hang out at the library or wherever, or just going somewhere else where that's not the normal type of thing all the time. Yeah. I love how you just automatically assume like what they're doing on their phone is important. And I think, I think that's a good reminder to us parents, like whatever you're doing on your phone probably is important to, to you in that moment and to just be respectful. That is so, so good. (laughs) I, I do make the mistake of like, turn your phone off. I don't care what you're doing right now turn it off and put it away (laughs) instead. Yeah. I just think as parents, we forget to be, to be respectful. I love that. Yeah. It's definitely hard, but like when you see someone, maybe you're at school or during a class and different schools have different rules about it. But if you're like, Hey, we're trying to like do a relay race and you're texting someone like that's not cool. But if it's, if it's a time where it's not appropriate, maybe you can remind someone like, Hey, can you be part of the team or whatever? But Um, maybe just giving people time to finish up what they're doing on their phone instead of being like, Hey, put it away. We're done with that. Yeah. One of the things that's important also remembering that the reason somebody is probably on their phone is because they're avoiding feeling the awkwardness in the situation, or they're avoiding talking to somebody because they don't know how they're going to be accepted. Right. And so if you reach out to somebody and like, start asking them questions or try to get to know them or asking them, Hey, what's your assignment in this class? Or tell me about next period. Like, what did you guys do? If you engage in conversation with them, they typically end up putting their phone down because that's something that they're afraid of and they're avoiding. So that gives them the option if they want it to put their phone down and engage, but you just kind of have to take the first step. Yeah. I think that's really a really good point. If you start actually having a conversation with someone, then they probably will take their AirPods out or put their phone down. And maybe it is something where they just feel like that's their default thing to do. Like if they don't, like I don't usually bring my phone to class because I am afraid that I will forget it. And then that's stressful. So I have like my pens and I'm like fidgeting with my pens. Right. But some people like their default is to go on their phone or their default maybe is to start talking to someone. So just knowing like there's, there might be a reason other than that they're like quote unquote addicted to their phone that they're going on it. 
Right. Exactly. And I think that you guys, like as teens, we, we kind of all put you in one category and say that you guys are just addicted to your phones. And I, <laughs> and as adults, I think we're addicted to our phones too. But honestly, when I sit down and I'm on my phone, anything that I'm doing on my phone is important to me. And I, I think that's so good to remember is that whatever you guys are doing on your phones is important to you also. And it's so hard when you have teachers or anyone really who's just saying teens are addicted to their phones or just making those blanket statements that then it becomes even more normalized. So you have an excuse. You're like, yeah, well, everyone's addicted to their phone because that's what everyone says. So maybe just changing the language to something else where it's not putting everyone under a statement and normalizing something that maybe you don't want kids to be on their phones in class. I love that. Language is so important in the way that we say things and in the way that we label Thanks. So you mentioned to me that you're not really on social media. Tell me a little bit about that. So I am definitely on social media. I have Instagram, but not as much as like, I don't have Snapchat. I don't have TikTok. And that is really mostly my parents just guidelines. Like you don't need to be on that. But I think, especially when I started high school, you're like, oh, all these people are on Snapchat and taking pictures with each other. And just knowing like you can include yourself in a conversation, even if you don't have that one thing in common with in common with them. So like, it's easy to think like, oh, they, they have this social media and they're all making this inside joke, but they probably, if it's really funny, they'll want to explain it to you and be like, yeah, this is cool. Or this is funny. And then you can decide if you think it's funny or not, but just knowing like, even if I don't have this, I can still include myself in those conversations a lot of teens that I work with, if they aren't on social media or their parents do have restrictions for them around social media. So they only get like a certain amount of time allowed every day. So then their brain's like, oh my gosh, I'm missing out on all this other time that everybody else is on social media together. And then I'm not going to know what they're talking about, or I'm not going to fit in, or I'm not like going to get invited to whatever. But I think what you said is so important that you can still be invited. You can still be included. You can still have all the things you have in a friend group without the social media. Mm -hmm. And if you have a phone, they'll text you. They'll ask you to come to parties. Like you don't need to be part of every group chat and they will probably include you if it's something that you, and maybe it's not even something that involves you and it's not something that you need to be included in and knowing that that's okay. Um, I don't need to be part of everything, but the important things, the things that I want to go to, they'll, they'll remind me, they'll want me to be a part of the friend group. Right. And what you said there, the part that stands out to me is like, if they're your friends and they're good friends, they're going to include you. Like they're not going to disclude you just because you're not on social media at 9 PM on a Thursday night, (laughs) right? Like if they are your good friends, they will remember, Hey, we need to invite her to, or don't forget to tell Anna that, that we're doing this. And I think there's another thing that you also said too, is like, we, we possibly can't be a part of absolutely everything, right? As, as a teen, like, tell me how busy your schedule is. Right. Yeah. Super busy. Yeah. And so, and so I think it's, if it's not like one thing that you're missing out on, it's going to be something else. And we really need to make choices about what we're spending our time doing and just knowing that, Hey, I can't always be a part of every single conversation and comment or social media thing that's going on. 
And maybe if you do feel like, hey, I want to go to more of these hangout or I want to spend more time with my friends, you can be the one to plan that. Like you can take the initiative and say, hey, does everyone want to come over to my house on Saturday to do this thing or to work on this project? You don't always have to be the one who's just like going to the parties or the hangouts or whatever. You can be the one who's initiating that as well. So tell me, do you have FOMO about missing out on stuff that's on social media or things that you have no idea that are happening. (laughs) I feel like if I don't know what's happening, then I'm like, don't have FOMO, if you know what I mean. But like, there is a joke that I hear about. I'm like, okay, I mean, whatever. I, I can do my own thing and work on my own projects. And that's the other thing. Like, I hate being bored. So whatever, if, if I'm just like sitting still, I will find something to do where I'm not constantly thinking about like, oh, they're not including me or I'm not part of this thing. I can just like entertain myself kind of or initiate something if I want to hang out with friends. So I think what's really cool about you is almost that your your social media, your amount of social media use has allowed you to do some really cool things. Tell me about that. Yeah, I think it's all about what you place your priorities and your habits that you create. So if I'm not on social media, maybe I can be working on a project or learning how to make this new greeting card design or like working on a TED talk. So I find when my schedule is busier, when I have volleyball in the sports season, I'm on Instagram a lot less, but maybe if I don't have a project that I'm working on, then I go like mindlessly scroll. And then I'm like, oh, now I feel worse about myself. I don't want to do that again. So then I try to find something else to do. So it's just like making it not your default as much and instead being able to say like, let me go outside or go eat lunch outside or maybe work on a creative project or go above and beyond with like this creative writing assignment that I'm doing. Just something that makes you excited and that's not as like mindless scrolling as social media might be. And I'm not saying that's bad. Like I do it too. I go on Instagram and watch people's stories and enjoy that, but just making sure that it's not like a lot of time that I'm spending on there as much. How would you say that social media can be good? I know it gets like such a bad like rap, but what are your things that you're like, social media is good for this? Um, I think if, I mean, a lot of my friends, so I moved from California to Colorado. So I can, I could follow my friends on Instagram. I don't, I don't think they have Instagram. So we just use like FaceTime and whatever. So it's not as much connecting with friends that I know in person for me. A lot of it is like using it to find people for my Etsy shop who want to buy my cards and maybe I'm making a reel. And that's really a creative kind of photography thing that I'm getting to experiment with or For soaring, I'm getting to connect with new people who have their businesses that I never knew about or go live with someone and talk about them and learn about them. So just being able to connect with people that you might not even be able to meet in person because they are in a different state or you can't visit them as much. Yeah, very cool. Um, I think what you've done is really cool. So tell me, tell me what you want to say to teens who have dreams, who want to start businesses, who have things that they want to do. Maybe it's like an athletic pursuit or a music pursuit. Like what are some things that they can be doing right now? It's said all the time, but like practice is so important. And I know like I play piano and 
I don't practice as much as I should. And I'm like, okay, if I, if that was a priority for me, a really big priority, then I would maybe be practicing like half an hour per day. So I think anything that you want to get better at, maybe it's sports, like, okay, I'm in volleyball, but if I really want to get to the varsity level or improve my skills, then I'm going to have to do some workouts side of practices. So if I think if it's a skill that you already have or something that you want to get better at, practice is like, there's no hack around it. You can't kind of get ahead without putting in the work to get better. And then I'd say if it's something you want to start, like maybe you want to start a business or a podcast or anything like that. Um, I think social media is a great way to meet people. It's a great way to um, be inspired by people who are doing what you, the same kind of thing that you want to do. So I'd say maybe follow those people, follow the accounts that inspire you and just kind of start, take the first step. There's so much information out there. Like if you Google how to start a podcast, how many articles and podcast episodes and videos are going to come up. I've just, read all oh. those articles. <laughs> I've read them myself, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And <laughs> I think it's so hard. Like I research those things and then I'm like reading articles for days, but just start like choose one thing, get that rolling. And then you have the momentum to keep going instead of getting stuck in that, like three hours of research and then you're burnt out and don't want to actually start doing anything. Yeah. I think it's just like, once you've done the research, like you got to put your phone down and get to work and yeah. I think, I think sometimes that is the hardest thing to do is to just put the phone down and then start taking action. Yeah. I, for me, I just, I get bored so easily and I feel like that something, sometimes phones can entertain us, but I like, I'm on Instagram for an hour and I'm like, this is boring. I need to go do something else. I need to go like work on a project or make a greeting card or do something different, like take a walk. So kind of using that boredom if you feel that to fuel you toward something that you're going to be proud of yourself for instead of maybe just like ignoring it and going on your phone or doing something that you're going to be like oh at the end of the day what did I actually accomplish and I don't feel rested and I don't feel great about how I spent this time yeah I've had days like that where I'm like what did I get done <laughs> Oh, I think we all have. And especially like when you're starting those projects, right? You're doing all that research, you're starting to get things done and you're like, okay, so I came up with a name for my business today. There's so much more to do, but taking that overwhelm and thinking like, okay, this is ab the abundance of everything that I wanted and just kind of embracing that. And maybe it means saying no to things. Maybe it means saying yes to other opportunities just to see how you can get everything that you need to get done in your schedule. Any other good advice for teens from a teen? I love, I love hearing from a teen's perspective. I think the biggest thing when it comes to like school, social media and whatever, um, include yourself. You don't need to wait for someone to include you or ask you. And it's amazing when friends do, but just include yourself and no one's being like, I can't believe that Anna came to talk to me. Like I didn't want her to come in the conversation. So maybe you feel like you're intruding, but it's, that's how you get more friends and are able to be invited to those things and start your own hangouts is just including yourself and taking that first step, even if it is a little bit scary or stepping outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Include yourself. Such great advice. I needed that advice for this past weekend. I wish I, 
I wish I would have talked to you sooner. (laughs) And I'll tell you something like there are definitely things where I include myself, like going to my sister's teacher's bridal shower. She was like, you can come. And I was like, okay. And then I went there and I was like, this is no fun. Like I regret coming here because it's all these moms talking and I don't have anyone to talk to, but now I know next time I'll be like, okay, maybe I don't want to go to this thing. So it's okay to, even if you are including yourself, still say no to some of those things that you're like, and eh, this wasn't as fun for me, even though it might've been fun for someone else. Yeah. You kind of get to know yourself and what you like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel like including yourself, that's okay too. And never feel like you have to. It's only if you are feeling maybe that FOMO that you're like, I wish I had people to talk to that then you would include yourself. But if you're like, I'm chilling over here and I'm just enjoying eating lunch alone or working on this thing by myself, then don't feel pressure that I feel like a lot of times it's like high school, you're always hanging out with people and going to this thing and being super busy. But if you don't want to be super busy and you just want to enjoy having time alone, then that's totally okay too. Um, Where can the listeners find you? So you can find my handmade greeting card shop at Animate Design Co. on Instagram and Etsy. And then if you are a teen business owner or want to start your own business, I have some tips and resources at soaring.together on Instagram and soaringtogether.org. Okay. So I will put all of that in the show notes for you guys. If you just, I'll just put the links in there so they can go in and click on that. And it was so fun to have you on today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. If you could leave a review for the podcast, I would so appreciate it. Also, if you are interested in any of my programs for teens and their parents, please check out my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com.